Okay. Yeah, he's gonna take off his clothes in front of the camera, so I suggest you walk on out as soon as that starts happening. Tell me about oh your problem. Here we go. Here we go. You tell um, me. Yes, here we go. <laughs> What's going on, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the Chew and New Podcast. Are we on? Oh, we are on. Let me see. Thank God. There we go. That's there you go. That's oh, right that back is, down there. That's okay. a good way to come in. Welcome back to the Chew and New Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and across from me is the ugly looking thing that everybody's been waiting for again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, don't change the dial. Don't try to adjust your Facebook Live because it just gets uglier. So, all of our fans. <laughs> but that, today, I, know, I know the show was terrible without me. Oh, but my there. God. Get okay. over it, dude. It was actually excellent without you, buddy. I doubt it. <laughs> so, that's how yeah. Okay. And if you can hear in the background, I got, was that, let me see if I say it correctly, Pete Pain? Pain. Emphasize Pain. As, as hardcore as you can. And if you're not here in the studio, this guy has red eyes looking at me, and it just scares the shit out of me <laughs> just looking at him. I'm trying to keep my eyes away from him. Not that I'm trying to Don't get him. Don't look him in the eye. No, I'm trying not to look him in the eye. I want to look him into his eye, bro. Don't it's kind of scary. It's because that's all you're going to feel when you get in that ring with me. No oh, shit. Unadulterated pain. Oh, unadulterated. 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 I like that. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I've been, uh, guys, if you, if you uh, plan to jump in the ring, make sure you're wearing a tampon or a diaper. So, uh, <laughs> or both. Or both. Yeah, it doesn't really help. But either way, yeah. either both, uh, you're still going to get pain. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. I know we got some special guests with us. If you nice. can see them right across on the other side of the table, because I got a camera shooting to them that way. Introduce yourself. Nightmare. 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 And I got also another gentleman right on the backside. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie and Nightmare. Nightmare Eddie. God dang, look at that. <laughs> no, no, no. no it's yeah, Nightmare no. And, and Eddie. Eddie. Okay, Nightmare and Eddie. Yes, All right. Nightmare. Let's see. Uh, what is that? How many? Three, four, four time tag team champs. Oh, Nightmares of Pain. Oh, Texas. And Mexico, too. And then we got a new promoter for Combat Cult, Eddie. Oh, my gosh, so, man. These are my friends, and and we're here to be do big moves right now. There you so, go. This is our introduction. Twenty twenty three. There you go. called Wood Pro Wrestling Nightmare. Losing the weight, looking better. There you go. Ever. There you go. There you go. I'm about to get back in the ring one of these days, hopefully. <laughs> so we can become the four, five, six, seven, eight, oh, nine, shit. ten time world. Chaps. Damn, Damn, bro. Ten? Ten times. Ten Woo! times. Shit, dude. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. As soon as I walk in and saw him sitting here in the podcast, I, oh, shit. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? Who's, you, who's, you, going, who's going to the, who's going to the freak, table today? <laughs> you freaked out when he showed up at the no door. No, shit. Dude. I was standing on the other side of the corner taking a phone call, and I saw somebody open the door. I'm like, oh, no, was that, was that somebody? Was that the door? <laughs> <laughs> 
So I have to walk out there and go check. Uh, you here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm like, oh, come on in, bro. Like, oh, come on in. And when you walk into the to in through that door, man, it's like, uh, damn, <laughs> that's not a man. That's a brick wall, my friend. That is a brick wall. And I guarantee you, anybody goes in the ring with these guys. Holy sweet Jesus. Say your prayer. Hulk Hogan wise. Say your prayers. You can milk. Take your vitamins. Whatever you want to do. Because it's going to get nasty. <laughs> it's it's gonna not get enough. Nasty. It's not enough. It's no not shit. Enough. Speaking, of, speaking of that. Pete, pain and there will be a lot of nightmares. <laughs> tell us how it all started, Pete. Where, where, I mean, from the rock bottom all the way to the top where you're at now. Well, let's just say it was, I guess, the initial fire was uh, when you were kids. Everybody, you know, sees wrestling. Ah, uh, pues in Reynosa, we would watch a promotion called Triple A. Right, <laughs> That's right, where right. we do a lot of the Mexican guys. Right, yeah. right. And uh, we would jump off the bed and stuff. But oh, yeah. I got really into football, football in high school, middle school and high school. I really thrived on that because that's where I can let a lot of my frustrations out on people. I got you, I got you, I got you, got you. Legally. Mm-hmm. But after high school, there was, honestly, there was no nothing afterwards. Like college-wise, nothing mm-hmm. was there for me. Until a few years later, I found wrestling. I was like, fuck it, dude. Like, I started becoming a fan again, more. I went through the Attitude Era. I took a break through the 2000s, so I didn't get to see the John Cena beginnings. Right, right. But afterwards, I came back, and I started seeing, and, you know, a few years later, I started seeing John Cena, his rise. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, after that, I really got into wrestling, and I was a fan at first, and somebody gave me an opportunity. Bandana Joe was the one that told me, hey, you look like a wrestler. You come here. You look like a wrestler. Because <laughs> I would play street ball and stuff. I was still right. running away the street. There you go. There you go. There you go. And yeah, I, we got into it and I started training. And that's where I met the nightmare. The nightmare. It was one of his legs was a little bit out. Oh, my but, goodness. Yeah, but we're going to get into that in a minute. But he go. showed me what the big man can do, what big men can do. Right, right. And so I, he helped me out a lot with my initial beginnings, how to big man wrestling. Right. And eventually, I knew I had to wrestle on one of these days. Yeah. And so stepping into the ring for the first time uh, in front of a crowd, I mean, can you t- take us uh, take us step by step of what's going through your mind when you're going through it? It was a spot first. I had to come out and save somebody. Uh oh, but, okay. but I fucked it up because you know <laughs> I was new. I didn't know. I was like, oh, I came in too soon. Come back. It was what behind the years. <laughs> but uh, what was your in a, what was your debut? Pretty much my debut. Fuck, it's been I don't remember this, but I know it's been slightly seven, eight years ago. Wow. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Wow. I was hoping I was Jim Justice. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. So, so I was his basically his bodyguard. Oh, all right, all right, all right. And I would beat up everybody for him. There you he go. Was, he was a little bit smaller. <laughs> was it smaller what, was it the traditional twist at the end where you finally said, "Forget this guy, I'm gonna go on my own." Oh man, that was that twist was. It was besides the ring wise, it, it was very. Personal. Oh, too. really? Was it now? So it was. It was crazy. But right. at the end, we were professionals enough to let everything out there in that ring, and everybody was. Everybody's job was dropped yeah. when we went at it because I did not leave any. I left everything out there. Everything. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So when you made your debut, now when you finally got 
more or less of the ropes going out there doing your thing? Was there a, a built on rivalry and other were any, was anybody gunning for you at the time? No, it was just basically me like making myself known. But I did have one, there was one agenda in my head that I needed to beat the biggest guys in wrestling. Okay, okay. You know, Xander was one. Uh, this guy named Panda, he's from Reynosa. He would do the whole Kung Fu Panda thing. Oh, sweet. Oh. That was pretty cool to watch, man. I beat that guy. And the last the last one that I had to be the biggest guy was, was my tag team partner. The nightmare himself. The nightmare himself. <laughs> Without well, that, the the name fits. <laughs> the name fits. Yeah, so we went at it, and I left everything out there. Like, and he could tell you, I left everything out there because <laughs> that was my goal, like to be the number one. Right, right, right. But somebody was out there watching us going right. at it because we, I left it behind. At the same go. time, I knew when he needed a, you know, right, right, needed a little bit of air. I'm like, right, I'll give you some air. Right, I know I'm too much for you. There you go, there you go. Oh, I, I feel don't 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 do that right now. You guys are tag team partners, bro. <laughs> do not do that right now, especially no, not no, here no, in the that podcast. Was, that was back. Uh, okay, back. all right, that's, 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 that's back back in the day. Well, back in the day. You're gonna do it. Let us adjust the camera real quick. <laughs> remove some shit out of and uh, remove some stuff from the table. <laughs> so but, yeah, we went at it. Uh, were, somebody was looking out there. His name was Rudy Boy Gonzalez from San Antonio. Okay, and he came up with the idea of putting us together. Really? <laughs> Nobody else thought of that. He was like, yeah. why don't you guys get together? I was like, shit, we, man. But I'm mad as hell, and I'm over here trying to kinda, beat up everybody, and this guy's big how, and unstoppable. How, however, when he called us, he, just, he, didn't, he didn't tell us the plan right away. He didn't tell us, like, at that moment, like, hey, he just told, like, at that moment, when I wrestled Pete, mm-hmm. I was already going to, coincidentally, that, I said, that's my last match. I'm already stepping out because I had already been wandering left and right. Right. Mm-hmm. Flopping left and right. <laughs> and when you get that, what is it, that little momentum from Rudy Boy asking you, like, hey, just take a chance, show up next week in Carrizo Springs. Oh, he didn't shit. say, oh, I want you all to wrestle right. together. Right. My thought was, like, okay, he wants to see this again. Like, <laughs> Another <laughs> match. Another great match. Yeah, I got uh, you. Like, here we come. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, we show up there and it's like, oh no, you guys are tight. And like Pete said, like that surprise of like, how come no one thought of that? I was like, <laughs> and that spanned into from one match of Carrizo, it spanned to two years, two years. all over Texas. Wow. 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 That's awesome, dude. And the, thing, and the thing is, when you say, when you guys say tag team partners, and I'm old school, dude. I'm I'm super old school. WWF old school. When I, you say that, and and being two big men the way you guys are, it reminds me so much of Earthquake and Tugboat, uh, Typhoon, Earthquake and Typhoon, man. Because those guys, <laughs> you those fucked it guys, up. Well, you know what I meant. Yeah, but, it was water based. It was water based. Damn it! <laughs> it but water-based. those guys, they, they were a monster in the ring. Dude. Yeah, there was a presence there, and I'm pretty sure you guys in the ring, when you come on, there is. A freaking presence, man. Because I mean, you gotta see these guys up close and personal. Because they're they're big boys, man. They're big. They're big men, you know. And I got first comment here from uh, it's from John Pettis Jr. saying, "Hey, he played with for Arsenal. Arsenal. The uh, Arsenal. I, I was doing that. Oh I was doing my that. gosh! All last year I was doing that. 
in the semi-pro football. So yeah, there you go, so, there you go. I'm always trying to be active. <laughs> yeah, that's good though, man. You got to keep and keep keep the blood pumping, keep going, stay athletics, make sure you're in shape and everything. And so much spear is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it awkward when you were just start like spearing people on the field or something? You get up and go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the defensive line ever thought that I'm the kind of guy that's I could pick them up. Right, right. <laughs> slam them. Like, oh, is this legal? Like, no, no. no they're, no, not, calling, they're not calling the flag. I'm on defense. I'm Anything's like, legal. No, nobody's stopping me. <laughs> I wouldn't want to throw a flag on this guy. No. <laughs> I'm not defense. I'm actually offense. Oh, you're on offense? Oh, I'm showing defense. <laughs> what are you doing on defense? <laughs> Did you ever try to grab the quarterback and just throw him into the end zone, man? <laughs> When you five yards, <laughs> you're fucking oh, it up. <laughs> I do that thing too when they're like I'm piling on top and they're over. Do the push. Down. So I'm grabbing the guys off the my guy. Like, get the fuck off. Get the fuck off. <laughs> Let him run. Damn. Damn. And they're like, what the fuck? Nobody's done that. Nobody thought of that. I'm like, yeah. Well, <laughs> Nobody, why doesn't anybody do this? No, no shit, right? Take no shit. Defense guys from my running back. Well, oh, here, here's the thing. Nobody thinks about it. Because they can't, they yeah. can't do it. Nobody's thinking like, yep. I'm just gonna, you know, start picking these motherfuckers off here." The shit, yeah, dude. I mean, being as big as you are, dude, I'm pretty yeah. sure these guys look like little ants. You know, yeah. like, get out of here, get out of here, pinching them up, throwing them aside like that. <laughs> shit, god dang, dude. Yeah. Let's jump over to nightmare over there. Nightmare, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. How did it all start from raw to where you at right now? Well, the thing is, I was not even gonna wrestle. You weren't gonna wrestle at all. I was not even gonna wrestle. Uh-huh. Ref, right? I was, I was, I was <laughs> a little line to be a ref right there. And wow. of course, uh, the, the common denominator that both Peter and I have. Bandana Joe shows up one day. He's like, "Wait, why are you here?" He's like, "Can you show me what you can do?" I'm like, "Can you do this?" And so I go there. I'm like, "Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> can you do that? Oh, okay, you can do it. Fuck it." Get out of that line. Go with everybody else. Oh, Start training. I'm going to cut And that's how that. That's happened. how it all started. But the problem at that time was I still did not have a grasp, a concept. See, Pete has a physicality to him and uh, had a mindset. When I met him later on, we both spoke about that mindset. But I'll get back to that in that moment. Uh, mm-hmm. My first couple of years, like I said, I was flopping here. And there, and then again, mm-hmm. I am 40 years old. Let me tell you that at this moment, I was like, Hey, man, bro. Hey, man, high five to you from here to there. Good job. I, I, I'm only seven years old, but hey, high five to you, bro. I was 30 years old at that moment with a bunch of group of kids that were between 18 and 22. So try to imagine me trying to fit in in a group of like, what am I doing? Kids? <laughs> with some children, dude. But some of those children taught me how to. There you go. How to wrestle. I can't complain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On on that side. And the one thing that I did get out of uh and well going with WR, the thing was again, just like Pete, wrestling has been in my roots because as a kid with my dad, and I lived in Monterrey going to the Arena Coliseo to go watch the local uh luchadores, Arandu, uh what is it, Rudy Reina. Is the, I saw that few culminate like, Really? Seeing all that little stuff, that little experience coming over here and, you know, seeing like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. But there was, I never saw 
and opening because again such exclusivity. Right. And then suddenly these guys pop up in Cine El Rey. And from that, you know, talking here and there with the people, you, you notice that they're like, hey, it's only like 10 of us. We want more people if you're interested. Right, right, right. And again, we, because at that time, 30 years old, hanging with a bunch of kids. You know, <laughs> yeah. they, they were, I'm there right now. They're, they're, they're great people. So I thought to myself, no, let, let me do the safest thing. Right. Let me be a riff. Right. And from that, it grew, but for about, Five years, no lie, like I had no direction and I just kept doing it and doing it, but something was not, was not clicking. Um, somewhere in there, I, I went in and out of uh, WR for whatever issues. But then again, at that moment, I, I had already started networking. What did I start doing for my sites? Learning Lucha Libre. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. And okay. I said, let me open another door. And so bookings were never a problem with me. Week in, week out, vamos, go train, go show up at this place. Like, hey, nightmare, I don't show up. Can you come? I'm like, sure, why not? Until, of course, that fateful day in 2014, mm-hmm. I had my first ever injury in my whole life, period. Oh, shoot. I man. ended up with a, a broken leg, but at that time, uh, mm. I can only say that it was just it was just a, a freak accident, but somebody had already pointed out uh, as part of my training that I needed to fix one little thing. I didn't fix that little thing, mm-hmm. and it cost me overall. It, it cost, cost more. Me. Yeah, it cost me. Yeah, and I was out for a whole year. When I came back, no. that's when. Somewhere in between, I was like slowly coming back, but at the same time, by the token of coming back, that's when I was like, yeah, we're going to I'm going to finish the year. Right. Whatever happens, I'm out. And coincidentally, Robles, Fernando Robles, uh, always took a, took a liking to me when he saw me when I went to play with the luchadores. He's like, put that guy, put that guy, is he ready? Is he ready? Mm-hmm. And so the trainer finally told him, like, okay, I think we can. Uh, we, we can put him in on one of your shows and then little by little I tried getting Pete I asked uh, Robles I actually asked Robles for that match versus Pete yeah now I did see my ass getting <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference between Pete and myself like me I'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go I'm gonna do my thing and that's it right and, right and Pete is with a Take no prisoners attitude of I'm gonna just up. just yeah. just by the 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 image. I mean oh yeah you know, <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> this, this, this just scares me, period, bro. bro. This, this Pete Light. Pete <laughs> <laughs> Light drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> I got you. But uh, you know what? And that one match on my way out, it's like, well, was falls to the walls, and it was the biggest freaking coincidence of where like okay my last match and then that's when we had Rudy Boy now the he was, little he was in the audience because uh, I know his woman was wrestling at the same promote at really? the same time oh, yeah. Yeah. She got hired he was there he was there fucking looking like a sapo in the corner <laughs> but he was looking but you noticed him you noticed him you noticed him and yeah he gave us he saw us and he told me he did, not a lot of people talk to me. They talk to him more right. than they talk to me. Right. So I think a little personal. I'm like, fuck. 
Never told to talk to me. Nobody no. talks to me. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But he got he got the chance and he gave me a heads up. I'm like, fuck it, let's try it. See what's going on. Yeah. And uh, so far, I mean, and, and now that are these the actual belts? These are actually a replica. I told him to bring one of his old belts that he had won a while back, which is the LWA Hardcore Champion. Oh, sh- oh hardcore. How many years ago did you win that one? Damn. I actually won that before I'll have problems with my injury. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it was like in 2012, 2013. But let me tell you that LWA, which I really love because mm-hmm. at that time, WR was fairly new. And I, like I tell you, I, I owe nothing but uh, gratitude to them because they're the ones that got me going. Mm-hmm. But uh, after them, Laredo was the second home that received uh, a whole group of people. And I, I was fortunate enough to be in that little home. Right, right. Group of people. Okay. That belt came along as far as how much it was defended, probably like two or three times, but they had another belt for that. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull any punches back, but I am a belt mark myself. And when, right, I, right. when I saw what they had, I told the promoter like, you know, if this goes down, fuck your belt. Uh right, right, uh, right, right, right. I know that you have your history with it. They raven held it and I don't know what. Right. But I said, I'm not even touching that with a stick. Oh. And so as soon as uh, the match happened and the result happened, I immediately said, oh, look, I got this. And yeah. I walked with my own representation. But of course, I, right. I was respectful enough where I asked uh, I asked uh, Ray Chavarria, like, mm-hmm. hey, I got this. Is it okay if I use this until, yeah, it's time to hand down the rain Elsewhere and right, it, right. it lasted a couple of of months. Uh, the matches, I cannot say that they were memorable, but it gave me a bit of an experience. <laughs> <laughs> How can not a hardcore match not be memorable, bro? I mean, being a fan, just a Wednesday night, guys. Come <laughs> it's on. just a Wednesday know, night. It's just a Wednesday Come on, thumb tack to the eye, <laughs> you know, kind of stick to the back. <laughs> See, that's the thing with with. With Ray or AKA Ace, I think we had more hardcore matches that did not mean a title to me. I respect titles, I respect yeah, yeah, yeah. the reign and whatnot. Right, exactly. But to me, I find more value in the effort, in the levels that are put in the actual, in match, the actual match. Yeah. And itself, whether it's for a title or not a title. And sometimes, you know what, we've gotten more positive feedback from the people. Just from any regular match where we say that well, we're going to leave it all out there, wills all balls out, vamos, chingarnos, and quick question as far as the hardcore was there any match where at one point you were to about to do the stunt or do they were going to throw you into something? At one point, did you say, "I think this is a bad idea"? <laughs> you know, I did always say it's a bad idea, but at the moment that you're there, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> There. I, I like this guy's attitude. This is awesome. <laughs> Fuck it, do it. Uh, I, mean, just me. I know it's on fire. Just toss me. <laughs> it's a, it's I'm a... already up on the third row. <laughs> <See, laughs> it's a part of Texas. We were at this place where they had, what is it? It was like a livestock arena of sorts. Oh, shit. Okay. I am the animals entre los animales. 
boom, throwing each other around. <laughs> and that's what and that's what you're asking me about. Like, should I do this or not? Right. I put my opponent on a table and I'm like, well, whether it looks right or not. Here we go. Yeah, we're gonna boom. get a pop. <laughs> yeah. I smashed that table along with the guy and pues. Ahí se fue. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, my gosh. And they got a lot that's, more. And that's, that's, that's kind of a predicament, isn't it? It's like, hey, you think this is a good idea? Uh, and I got, I got, I'm not sure if you know who Armando Reyes is. He was here in Pilacas. Ponte trabajar los dos. He said, Anyway, then I got Eddie, right? Correct, Eddie, over here in the back. Now, Eddie, take us, now that you're working with kids. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. How, how do we get into the industry? Yeah, man, um, it, it's kind of a, a funny story. Um, of course, like everybody else, I'm a lifelong fan. Right. Um, one day I just said, you know, it's something I like to do. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure at some point everybody to your kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at that point, I didn't really, really realize the kind of work you, put, you have to put in for it. Right, right, right. right. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, the first first bump you take is like, this isn't this isn't soft. Did you breathe out? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, I had seen you know these guys perform, and I, one of the memories was uh, Pete and Jim um, at a comic con. Yeah, oh, I saw okay. them at a comic con. I just so happened to walk by. Um, well, actually, watching him with Eric Bischoff, which is kind of a cool memory too. Ooh, oh, yeah. exactly. yeah. I, I stood right there next to Bischoff. Mm -mm. Uh, got some feedback from him. Thought mm -mm. another story. Um, well, fast forward a few years later, you know, mm -hmm. working in the oil rigs, tired of the job, uh, kind of just want to do something that I want to do, right? Right. And uh, had some money stacked up. Said, "Hey, you know, let me look into schools." At the at the time, I looked into uh, school in Corpus. Got in contact with the gentleman. Uh, something kind of fell off. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but I couldn't get in contact with him anymore. Right. And uh, I just said, hey, you know, maybe there's something here in McAllen. I mean, I know there's shows here. So uh, I went to a WR show. I uh, spoke with Jim Justice and got into training. Uh, again, like I said, you know, you quickly realize, like, damn, this isn't as easy as you know, yeah. you thought it would be. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's rough on the body. and and again, it's not something I'm, um, I want to easily give up on. Right, 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 right. Future I could look into. Uh, but uh, I've always been a very creative mind, uh, putting stories together. <clears throat> but uh, I, I figured, you know what? I, I love wrestling. Uh, I, I kind of have my foot in the door. Let me see what I can do with this. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen the different promotions down here in, in, in Texas, and I've seen a lot of the pros, a lot of the cons, and you know, I, I. I not to you know, shit on anybody, but I think I can do a good job. Like I, I think I can put some stuff together. Right, right. And uh, while I was training, you know, Pete, Pete's one of the guys who helped me out the most. Uh, and to this day, Pete, Pete still helps me out with yeah. just about anything I'm, I'm working on. And uh, you know, I, I told Pete, hey, well, let's let's get something started. Um, 
and I kind of just got thrown into it too. You know, I had all my ideas and October of this past October just rolled around and Pete's like, Hey, you know, I got some guys we want to work with. Uh, they want to rent the ring. And uh, yeah, I kind of just started from there. Um, right. show. He bought a ring with the stimulus. <laughs> yeah, over there. I bought my ring with the stimulus. So I, hey, you know, right. it was well worth it. Yeah, okay. I could have blown that money on food and Jordan. <laughs> That, so. Food? Who needs food? We need a ring. Hey, 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 hey. Jordan's dude. He said Jordan's already. We need a ring. No. But uh, yeah, I bought the ring and and uh, rented it out a few times here and there. Right. That's when Pete introduced me to these, you know, these gentlemen here in Brownsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evil Masters. Evil Masters. Yeah. Evil Masters. Okay. We got uh, we got our first show in uh, in October. We did another one in November, and we're working on here uh, some more here in the, yeah, in the near future. The last one was the 707 Cafe. We actually, we actually, yeah, those are actually went pretty well. Um, we're just trying to combine because there was a big breakdown from Wrestling Revolution, WR. After yeah. Yeah. Egos and money and everything. <clears throat> it, it's, it's like it just turned into a monster mm-hmm. and it basically it, it collapsed. Right. And, Western Revolution doesn't exist anymore. So a lot of us that were kind of kicked out, we kind of like, you know what? We're not going to just slide down and fucking take it. Yeah, and exactly. I I was one of the main ones that actually sat back and just watched this, this shit just, what I love, just collapse. Collapse and explode. Because we all, me, him, we all came from Western Revolution we loved it, but it got twisted. Mm-hmm. It got so fucked up that there was nothing saving it from. It just imploded. Yeah, it, imploded. it just imploded. And I was there, and I saw it, and I was there was a meeting in the back where it turned personal because I was one of the guys that I would not sign because there was a training program that they wanted to do, but they wanted to charge my guys five hundred dollars a fucking month. Ouch. I'm like, dude, this does not, that's not sustainable. This guy's can, that's a fucking house payment, a car payment. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Payment. yeah. A ring yeah. payment. A ring payment. And Actual food. No, no. That's, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. From somebody, from somebody that hasn't been on TV. Yeah. They've just been fucking locals. Right, right. Training locals, training locals. Like, hey, bro, like, we're not on TV. I, we had a big contract, a mm-hmm. big fucking badass place, and a big, sponsor to back us up then yeah i can see you guys you know charging all that shit yeah exactly i would have lost everybody i got 12 guys together and i would have lost every single one of them under under that new regime and it turned personal when somebody said if you ain't with us go fuck yourself oh and i was like that was pretty much i know you're talking to i know you're talking to i was like all right cool i was just i just buy my time like fuck it i know it's gonna implode it within itself um because the heart, you're killing the heart. You're killing the spirit. You're killing the fucking heart. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it fucking imploded into new breed. <laughs> it uh, imploded into new breed. Oh, and then this is where it gets juicy. And that, in the next uh, half of this podcast, we are going to talk about a certain guest that was on the podcast early well, of last year. Shit, shit's going to get straightened out. Shit's going to get straightened out. We're going to hear the other side of the story because we heard one side and, and we're going to hear another side. So this is from the I say the trainees side 
or the coach's side at the time. So we're going to hear that statement. But at the moment, we got new. Okay, Louis. Okay. Louis, I tried blocking him. He keeps coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, Louis is back for a third year. And like always, Amma! There, you're happy I said it, bro. You're happy, Jesus Christ. Just make Louis. I'm going to send Nightmare to your house to beat the shit out of you, dude. We and then after he's done, we're sending. We can't afford nightmare, all right? Job. We can't afford nightmare. And then Eddie to talk about Eddie. Well, that guys, hold on. We're gonna go ahead and take some uh, commercial breaks right now. Let me just put this up here. The Craft, located at 400 South Kansas Avenue in Westville, Texas. Great food, buffalo wings, street fusion pizza, and tacos from every style you can think of. And don't forget domestic and imported beer and tons of flavor with their craft beer to choose from. Live performance from local talent, mixed drinks, moonlight markets, vendors, and fun for the whole family. So what you waiting for? Come enjoy the atmosphere, invite your friends, and make memories that will last forever, only at the craft. of the RGV located in Mission only by appointment call at 956-400-5738 or email them at tridentpoolsrgv at gmail.com pool repairs and equipment resurfacing refinishing design construction what better way to enjoy your summer than having a pool in the privacy of your own home avoid the crowded beaches and enjoy your personal peace and relaxation at home. Highly trained professionals to install and construct your design to make your pool dream come true. Trident Pools of the RGV. Call them at 956-457-38 or reach them at tridentpoolsrgv at gmail.com. Trident Pools. Take a deep breath and enjoy your swim. Taqueria El Sancho, 412 North 29th Street, McAllen, Texas. Nombre, compadre. Pizza estilo mexicano, bro. Ramen noodles con mucho sabor, bro. Mucho. Nombre, cae de cheddar, butter, cheese, sour cream, bistec, papa. <laughs> if you can't contain yourself, they open lunch and dinner. So you know what that means. Lunch specials from 11 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Monday to Thursday. Dine in or take out. Y watch a boo. Hasta door dash. No me caete la boca. Set up your order and call 956-313-9296. Friday and Saturdays open till 2 a.m. Number bro. Bacaria el Sancho. Si no es el Sancho, no quiero nada. Hemp it up in Wessico and McAllen, Texas. And here is a few words from the owner. Again, we want to thank everyone for visiting us, for continuing to support us. We are a local business. Uh, and as a local business, we feel uh, that love and that support from our community looking at us. I know there are other venues to go ahead and, and shop for CBD products as far as online, but we are here locally and we appreciate the support and any, any type of business that you can support that is locally run. Uh, I imagine they would feel the same way, supporting that local business. We want to thank everyone. We want to welcome everyone out. We are open. We've been deemed essential. 
uh, by the county as a health and wellness. Um, and we want to welcome everyone out. We are open. Uh, if you would rather consult with us and we can go ahead and get that delivered to you, we can go ahead and deliver products to you as well. Um, if you want to pick it up outside, we can go ahead and pick it up outside. Uh, it is not a problem. We can do curbside service for you as well. Uh, but we are open. We are open from 10 to 6. Um, we might have to do an errand or do a delivery here and there, but our number is available outside on our door. Uh, you can send us a message. And we usually don't take anywhere about 5, 10 minutes to go ahead and, and get back with you. Uh, but we welcome everyone out. We want to thank everyone out in the community and continue supporting local business. Hemp it up in McAllen and Wesco, Texas. Call area code 956-540-9488. Elite Auto and Accessories, located at 111 North 11th Street in McAllen, Texas. Just look for the big yellow warehouse. Guys, we're talking about lift kits, leveling kits, alignment, suspension services, exhaust systems, toolboxes, heavy-duty bumpers, power steps, bed covers, and LED lights. And now, new services is auto diagnostic and oil changes. Guys, calling for an appointment at 956 682 9266. That's 956-682-9266. Elite Auto and Accessories. Look for the big yellow warehouse in the corner of 11th and Beach. Why do they care so much? Because your cargo is precious and they want you to be safe. The Rabbit Hole, located at... 2900 West 6 Mile and a Half Sweet Beat in Mission, Texas. You're looking for liquor, beer, CBD products, or even smoke products. Hell, guys, they even have tattoo supplies for you. And last but not least, adult novelties for everyone and every occasion. Set up your party and give these guys a call at 956 599 0103-956-599-0103. The Rabbit Hole. Only the best for all my best. Here we come. But then again, I got fucking blocked. And <laughs> we are guess. back. A lot of drama behind the mic and everything so it's about to get a little well juicy. i'm tired all right i want to go home already it is it is dark outside it hit him with a chair man please do me a favor just hit him why with a is chair. everyone wanting to hit me with a chair hey hey ow <laughs> <laughs> thanks nightmare appreciate that <laughs> can you come in every week and do that <laughs> shut up already when are we when are we coming back <laughs> oh my gosh anyways guys so now we get into the twist of things. Yes. It's about to get a little crazy. We're here. gonna we're gonna settle some. Uh, we're we're gonna straighten, like I said, straighten some shit out. Straighten well, some we, shit out. We really can't straighten shit out. It's just people's perspective of what the truth. Because there's everybody's perspective, and then there's the fucking truth. Right. Exactly. We gotta keep that in mind. Right. Exactly. That's true. So let's go back to a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the time it was about I think it was around uh March, uh maybe February, around that time. I had a young gentleman come in to this podcast and uh mention 
his story about coming into the wrestling world. What was his name? Even yes. though even though he never wanted to say my name. Right. Masapan. Okay. Okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. He came in, explained the whole uh way how he oh, got into the restaurant, yeah, how he got into the business, yeah. and he talked about a certain coach that was training him at the time. Uh he had a few words, and I'm pretty sure you heard, heard the podcast. Right. And uh a couple of months went by. That's when Pete reached out and he says, Hey man, I want to come on your show and tell my side of the story. I want to say I want to lay it down straight and tell the truth and what exactly happened. So I go, you know what? I'm gonna let you come on and dish it all out. Go ahead, and you know it's an open door, open mic. You know I'm not gonna filter it for you. You want to spill all the beans? Go for it. So all I can say is step back, somebody run to the run to your fridge, get a beer because shit's about to get very personal right now. Because I mean, and I've been waiting for this because I really want and pull out the popcorn exactly. Eddie. Pull out the popcorn, <laughs> get ready for the show because I mean I'm giving Pete the mic and my the mic's all yours, Pete. Let it rip. Tell us the whole story. What's going on? Yeah, I was um, basically I like I like to listen to podcasts like YMH, Your Mom's House, and wrestling podcasts and everything like that. And after a while, I was like, "Fuck!" I literally saw every podcast I can see on YouTube. I'm like, "Fuck!" Right? What else can I find? I I went through my Facebook and I saw Fred Fred's house. Right? He's one of my homeboys. We graduated together. Yeah, and, Fred, uh, and shout out to Fred's house. And. Uh, I was like, oh shit, like, who's true and new? And I was like, oh shit, there's another podcast. Oh, badass. Let me listen to what they got. Like, you guys are badass. I like to, it's a friendly environment. It's a lot of fucking shit. Like, fucking, I like it because there's a lot of roasting. <laughs> I mean, roast That's one of my main things. I fucking yeah, love roasting. It's kind of like that sometimes, yeah. bro. And, uh, Nightmare said, where the three percent? at? <laughs> <laughs> no, Botana's on the way. Uh, and, and I was going through your episodes on Spotify. Right. Then I saw, oh shit, there's some guys from my old company that right. I used to work for. Right, now. right. Yep. Uh, and I was like, I got into Eric Shadows, he's one of my homeboys. Right. Um, the cat kid and <laughs> Tiger <laughs> Tiger Tiger Queen. Uh, <laughs> if he would actually show up to, you know, defend his belts half how, the time. How many times have I heard that from every Richard is walking here? Okay. The Tiger Queen. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, then I saw an uh, episode, Mateo Osuna. I was like, oh, shit. Let's see what my old trainee is up to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I heard the same old spew. He he talking smack, saying how he grew up, and then talking smack about this one trainer. I'm like, dude, just fucking say it. Everybody fucking knows it. Let's right. fucking say the fucking name. Fucking drop your little balls. If you fucking think you have big balls, but you ain't got no fucking big balls, drop them. Say my fucking name. Like a fucking man. Mm-hmm. I know you fucking avoid me everywhere I fucking go because you fucking know I'm, I have one. I have one in the chamber and I see you get knocked out twice. So I know you got a glass jaw. And you know, <laughs> once we meet, I'm going to fucking gonna lay one on you. Just so you know, I ain't a fucking kid. I ain't your age. I'm a fucking grown ass man. You want to act like one? Talk shit about me. Let's fucking do something about it. Anyway, got that on my fucking chest. <laughs> and now I gotta change my diaper. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, I I did like the first time he he said some shit on San Antonio podcast. It was just you know I reflected upon it. I was like, maybe it was me that I fucked up on. Maybe I wasn't the best. But at the same time, a lot of the guys that I trained along that the same timeline, they're like, no, dude, you fucking helped us out. 
like you fucking went above and beyond to help us out. Right. It was just, I, then I started understanding that it was the poison that new breed and Danny chance had input into his fucking mind and him like a fucking puppet says it. And he actually believes it. But honestly, Nightmare knows, and you fucking know, every time I would say, hey, train at certain times, train this day, oh. who's the one that would come up with all the excuses? Mateo, Mateo. Mazapan. He's a fucking Mazapan because he's so fucking fragile. But what I really got me was that front row, <laughs> that fucking, fucking famous front row that he keeps mentioning. Right, right. Um, there was one day that we went to training. I always give my guys homework. And I saw that he wasn't doing his homework. So we were running laps around the ring. Mm-hmm. And I blew him up like nobody's been. I'm like 350 pounds. He's like 200 and some. How is a 300 and some pound blowing up a 200 and some pound kid? And we're just running. And I let me show you. Let's get in the ring. Because once you're at your point where you're the most tired, we have gotten all to that point. And so yeah. wrestler, you still have to continue. <laughs> Catch your breath, but you still got to continue. Right, right. So he's at that point, right? I want you, I want you to do, show me doing the front rolls because we've been practicing this for one year. Mm-hmm. It's about that time you get it correct. And he keeps doing the front rolls, but with one knee down. And I did ask you, is your knee okay? And you said, yes. And you, we continued. And I asked you again, is your knee okay? Because I saw the scarring, because he has scarring all over his knee. Right. And I kept asking him to make sure he's okay. Maybe I'm like pushing him too hard. Maybe his knee can't right, take right, it. Right, 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 right. But he claimed that I didn't, which I did. But at the same time, there was only two people in that ring that day. It was only me and him. Right. So nobody really is going to know what's the truth. Right. But my truth is I kept asking him. Mm-hmm. He didn't make an excuse. And he was like, you want to try it again? Let's try it again until you get it. Once you get it, then we can graduate to the next level. Right. Because you've already been training long enough to know how to do the proper moves, a front roll, your quarter rolls, your lucha rolls, your back bumps, right. your front bumps, your fucking jump, front flip bumps. Right, right. And he just could not get that front roll. And I was not going to leave that day defeated. We were both going to have to go through our fears because sometimes there are fears in this ring. Like, we're in the ring, you're in the third row. You're going to be shaking because you are so high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to conquer those fears. Yeah, yeah. Right. If we don't conquer those fears... Once we get in the ring, that fear is what's going to hold us back. Right, exactly. And I tried pushing it as a trainer. I tried pushing him through it. And then he would just find excuses like, hey, what style of wrestling does not involve a front row? I'm like, the only one is what, hardcore and Texas death matches? That's about it, dude. You're <laughs> the fucking just, okay. you don't want to do proper training, proper wrestling. Right, you're right. just, the only thing that's, because Texas hardcore Death matches, like, don't really know how to do the front rolls. They just go out there and just beat the shit out of each other. Right, like pretty those. much a hardcore slobber knocker. Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. At some point, uh, we'll go back to those tables. Sorry, sir. You do have to have the knowledge of those rolls. Otherwise, right. if you get thrown into pains and you don't know how to roll yourself, you're going to get hurt. Oh, yeah. You're going to get up. hurt. So you still, regardless of, I, I, I'm not, I'm sorry, it's not the belt here, but you got to defend that even, <laughs> even on, even on, a, on a hardcore match, simply, when you're at any level of a match on top of a ring, you have to have respect for that ring and you have to have the knowledge. The fundamentals. The fundamentals. fundamentals. So yeah. Even on a hardcore match, you do. Sorry, you can continue on that, but I had to defend that point right there. 
Well, who doesn't? Te dije, te dije. See, Eddie, you better fix this up, Eddie. When we get out here, get it straight. Damn it. No kindles. No Kindle sticks brought to the podcast, right? No. Good. All right. I said we're good. All right, go on. But there are two belts on the fucking table. There is a table. And there is a table. Anyways. Go on. But yeah, finishing that up, honestly, <laughs> like, and I, I, it was a test that I gave him. Mm-hmm. There was, I didn't tell anybody, but I knew New Breed, by Metermela, they were aiming for him to get him in their side. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was a test. Mm-hmm. There was going to be a test of loyalty. And he felt that test. And it's okay. It is what it is. Right. That fucking kid, he just wants to. He just wants the attention. It's you got to put in the hard work for that attention. That's one of the main things I instilled in my guys. It's the hard work. It's the fundamentals. It's even setting up, even trying to, even putting your hand on the ring to help out anywhere. Right, right. It's just it's working yourself the up through yeah, the smallest things mm-hmm. can lead to bigger things. Right. So if you can't do this one small thing and you come up with excuses not to do that thing, even though I asked you a thousand times, go do yoga to get some flexibility in that leg. And he decided not to do it. He decided to get the easy way out. And that's why, oh, yeah, once he said my role was fine, yeah, I knew this is the place to be. No, bro, they're just teaching you bad fucking habits. Bad habits lead to shitty fucking matches. Because what I teach, because I've done a lot of seminars, so all those seminars, I get the knowledge. What to do and what not to do. What to do and what not to do. So in any case, one of the like Eddie or any of my new trainees, they want to make it to that next level. At least I'm going to coach him to know what to expect Okay. to be at that level. Once you get to that level, when I used to be the head trainer for Restaurant Revolution, the guys that show me potential, we will go together in a car. Let's go do some seminars. Let's, what I, cause I, I'm not going to say I have all the answers, but let's go look for them together. Right. Fuck it. Let's go look for them together. Right. I'm not going to just my way, like horse, like the horse blinders mm-hmm. because new breed had these contracts you can't do. You can't take seminars. You can't train with this person. You can't work in this place. You're gonna give us so much money. If not, it's it's like, dude, like, why are you making these guys like your own little personal little puppets? Where you're basically you're milking these fucking cows. And I feel bad because that's what not wrestling was. Wrestling was not supposed to be making money out of these poor schlubs that want to do something, get into this wrestling business because they love it. And you're basically you're pissing them off and you're 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 excreting all that passion out and you're left with angry fucking like well, I was so angry for so long. Right. But eventually the guys, the guys that I helped out, like they fucking came back with me and they, hey man, it's let's fucking try it again. Let's fucking do it. And when he got that ring, I was like, fuck it, that fire got fucking ignited back. I was like, fuck it, dude. Like, you know right. what? I'm gonna try to do it the right way this time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you, but at the same time, it's not just going to be me and you. It's going to be me, you, Evil Masters, fucking nightmare. We got to go consensus together to become better and not destroy our passion for this for this sport. Right. Because that's what was going on at the end of mm-hmm. Western Revolution. They were just killing, killing everybody. They were killing everybody. At first, it was mad wrestling that came up, and those were the first ones they cut because they just... If anybody said anything against New Breed or the new regime, no, we don't need you. Goodbye. Fuck out of here. 
I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, like this, some of these, some of these guys have talents, even though some of them can't wrestle, but they can bring in people or they can be managers or something, something different. They can bring something different to the table. But mm-hmm. if you speak against, hey man, that's not we're only getting paid like five bucks, bro. Can you know get a little bit more? Cut, right. Cut, cut, cut. right, right, right. But um I loved it. I love Western Revolution for what it was. I was there for the last show. Even though they made it so fucking hard for me to get in the fucking door. Really? Yeah, oh, man. hell yeah. The maid was there and she was like, I recoup. And I was like, yeah, we're cool. But she kept insisting and insisting. I recoup. I recoup. I recoup. Like, dude, I already told you like fucking 10 times. We're cool. The squad shit. I'm fucking done with it. I want to move on. I want to see this fucking last show. Give my fucking black rose in the fucking ring. Because that's. Not that last Western Revolution show. Right. It's never gonna right. Be. right. Exactly. I just want to say goodbye. And that's it. That's all I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They thought I was going to, yeah, they're going to wrong. I had my red beard, all badass. <laughs> and I was like, I was look better, way better than some of the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, I was just there to say goodbye to Western Revolution for something that a lot of us came up through. I mean, something, came up through. The, basically, the open door to get you where you are right now. Good days, yes. bad days, Western Revolution. That's what we believed in. So called the dysfunctional family is as what a lot of people <laughs> call it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it all depends on how deep you dwell. And this is the knowledge where I would tell people that like, don't take shit personal. Right. Take stuff with a grain of salt. You want to be there? Be there. After nobody's stopping you. But don't read too much into the shit that's going on. But then again, I guess me, again, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the age factor for like, oh, I'm too old to fucking. So many the weapon movies, bro. So this is why I like after we tagged together for so long, but we're still fucking friends. Right. Because he's the voices voices of reason sometimes when I have like something personal or something. I feel like real like fuck man, they fucked me over in wrestling wrestling related or even life related. Mm-hmm. I can go to them, he'll fucking help me out. Yeah. mentally and you know tell me a good thing i was like you know fuck it it's true like it it take it for what it was it was a badass fucking trip it was fun as hell now we're gonna make new memories with these new companies and so far i mean it, so far to the to the time of the podcast we've been here i mean hearing the story hearing the everything we've talked off of camera off of mic and everything it sounds like it was it wrestling revolution was something dear to you that you hold in your heart to this day, yeah, you know, and that, uh, and you, you fought for you, you even bled. I'm pretty sure you bled. But I mean, it, it, metaphorically, yeah. but, uh, and physically, and physically, <laughs> but, uh, as far as that, I mean, you can tell by the, the way you speak of wrestling revolution, well, it was something the, held dearly to you. The way everyone spoke about it. Yes. Like, even the fans, there's even a lot the, of fans. Even the fans, yeah. It's yeah. just at some point, it just, I don't know, like it something, was, it something was just happened. Egos, egos, and women, and it just, it, it was so many factors into mm-hmm. it. And then TWO fucking rolls their fucking serpent head through the training program, mm-hmm. and it didn't make anything better. It just made it worse. Because honestly, TWO was run by some of the most chiflao fucking people that I've ever, ever met in the business. No. Real chief flowers like damn. Even even right now, you can go into their Facebook message, like the Facebook, and you can see the things that they post. Like, right. dude, like that's like very turn offish to me. I'm like, I don't, 
like to put my dirty laundry out there for everybody to see. Right, right. It was just it's just this one time because you know I felt like you had to come out and 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 know, set it straight. Set it straight. This is what it's become. But at the end of the tunnel, there's gonna be a fucking light, and I fucking strongly believe in this shit. And where's my Sultan now? Uh, <laughs> here you gotta release my new breed. For yeah. Being a bully. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now nobody really wants to work with him because, it, man, it's 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 funny because I told all these guys I saw myself in him when I was at my worst, but there was nobody. I don't I don't know who's. Hopefully somebody switches his fucking mindset because to me it was nightmare. It was Bandana Joe. It was right my the trainees that. Hey, like, ease the fuck up. <laughs> Don't take it too seriously. Sometimes I take my role a little bit too seriously. Right, right, right. But it didn't take me to, like, year two or three. Not year one. Year one, this guy's already burning bridges faster than fucking the, the Notre Dame fucking cathedral. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But there is shit between me and you. Yes, Masapan. But there's nothing an apology can fucking fix. And maybe I was not the fucking best trainer for you, but at the same time, I try to fucking help you out of the goodness of my fucking heart. Honestly, wherever the fuck you went, you wanted to go. I fucking told you, hey, talk to this fucking person. They'll get you in. And you fucking know that. All that shit that you've been fucking talking, it's all a bunch of fucking toxic shit. Whenever the fuck you want, if you really fucking feel so strongly about it, let's get into it. Fuck it. Unblock me. Let's message me. Let's fucking meet up somewhere. Let's get out of our fucking system. Because honestly... I got bigger fucking things to do. You're just a little, little minnow in this fucking pond. And I wish the best for you. Honestly, I do wish the best for you. You are talented. I'll give you that. But just fucking that chip on your fucking shoulder is fucking killing your reputation. And I, and, and it's, it's funny to say I got Armando Reyes and he's a very young, ignorant wrestler who thought he was better than anyone. Um, it, Something falls through because it's you're young and fuck yeah, dude. Like, what, what the world's in, like, you're not gonna be stoppable, but then this is a new generation. Right. This is a new generation, shit. <laughs> that they're they think everything's supposed to be given to them. Now, here's a so, question I've always wanted. I, I never had the guts to ask a wrestler, but I'm, I'm going to ask it now. And I know, I know in the ring, there's always the gimmick, there's always the gimmick that you go in there, you do what, what your uh, your persona is in the ring. Do you think with the gimmick that he's doing, it sunk into him too much to he's trying to live that gimmick? I've been there. I've been there. It does happen. It does happen at times. And uh, like I said, like hopefully somebody goes out there and talks to him, try to set him straight because he used to live the gimmick. That's why when Nightmare was saying, is he really like that? <laughs> People would ask him, is he really like that? Yeah. Right. I, I was with, uh, what is it, with another luchador and it's like, and I just told him, like, look, the, the relationship I had with Pete, I said, it cost me a bit of work to understand the man. I said, you really want to know what Pete is like? Go hang with the dude. Go train with the dude. Hang with the dude. Talk with the dude. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out. It, it's it's passion, but sometimes it's a little too much passion. <laughs> too much. That's for the two but, years on the road I spent most of the drives. It was just me talking with him. I'll let you read that. Can you see it? If that match ever happens, the Palacas 
Pilaka's agent. <laughs> 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 and Pilaka's saying if that match ever happens, and Pilaka's will be the referee for that match. No, hombre, vato. Asconida abajo de la ring, güey, chingada. I think it'll be like too, uh, too, I don't know. I can't, I can't. All too short, All man. too short. Yeah, yeah. all too, too, too short. Too, maybe too that's, crazy. I mean, maybe there's, I've known through the years of, of buddies of mine who just hate each other's guts. You know, they've gone through years and years that hate about the game. What's that it. like? Feels good. Which yeah, we're, we're gonna talk about that as soon as these people didn't beat the shit out of you. So, but, but other than that, I mean, they've gone. They they went. They, they threw hands. They threw hands. Yeah. After it was all said and done, the dust cleared. They went out and they had a beer, yeah, the and we, then that the was way it. We throw hands. It's, again, the fucking yeah. rain will fucking deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, exactly. That, that's that's kind of what I was I was hearing in in this whole in this whole story. It just seems like, you know, it just needs to get settled. Once and for all, you know, whether whether you wind up, you know, being friends again or whatever, you know, it just needs to be settled. Oh, my gosh. And I got people calling you out already over here. Cacahuate on the screen here. Oh, my gosh. And saludos and back and forth. Oh, my gosh. So what's the big maybe you can tell me what's the big thing? Because I, I didn't I didn't bother asking um, uh, Armando about this because I didn't want to jump in. What is the big thing between him, Blackwell and <laughs> Pilacas, man. What is going on there? Look, Blackwell was one of our top fucking refs. Like, he was he was a badass old man in the bag. He always fucking shoot the shit with. He would take out his tea. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's old as shit, but he's badass. Uh, he's, when we've gotten hurt, he's one of the guys, first guys that's there to help us out. She takes care of him. Yeah. She takes good care of him. Yeah. And, uh, but Pilacas is just just almost like him, like 100% like him, but yeah. Pelon and Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're about the same size. My bad. I take it back. I'm taking it back. No. Yeah, man, I miss Blackwell. I haven't seen Blackwell in a while, but hopefully Blackwell gets the message. Hey, we miss you. Hopefully yeah, yeah. everything's going good for you. Uh, we used to use both, both of them for uh, Mad Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I know Mad Wrestling right now, they're, they're the... Now they basically took over what Wrestling Revolution was. Right, right. So now they're seeing out there. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to have a show in February the 10th, I think. Look that up. Look that, up. Look that up. Look that up. We're going to be out there. Uh, they, they're coming in with a good good heart. You know, basically all the people that got let go, they still have passion for this. So they want to, you know, make something. They, they're into one of the things that I like giving back to the community. Right. Recycling and giving presents when we did the Santa Claus thing. Mm-hmm. Giving back to the community, giving free tickets, so you know they can feel welcome. Because Cino Ray, without Cino Ray, none of us, yeah, would be here. Besides yeah. Wrestling Revolution, you know, so Ray, Wrestling Revolution wouldn't be there. Yeah, Armando uh, saying February tenth. February tenth. February tenth. Yeah. Yes, yes. What are you saying? Right oh, but this Saturday, because we got uh, Evil Masters at the what was it the, the spot in Harlingen. These guys, like I got to meet them last year. They're good guys. They're always down to help set up the ring and tear down the ring. They do a lot better job than some of the wrestlers down here that's setting up and tearing down that ring, man. But they're real good guys. Um, I I was I took a chance with them. They like, fucking they they give me an opportunity and having having you know having no regrets. Like, those guys are badass. That's awesome. Like, I like them. And then that's when Eddie got the ring, and we were thinking of future shows and what to do and i was like fuck it dude like that's me you and evil masters just get together let's do like a collaborate show you get some guys we get some guys and they get some guys fuck it let's try to do some magic 
and uh, 707, like it was, was it Woodman? It was Woodman. Woodman. Wood- and then 707. 707 actually, it was actually a pretty good cool place. Show, uh, Live bands yeah. and wrestling. Like, dude, that's fucking like, Something different. There you go. I always like to do something different. In my, even in my matches, my wrestling, my gimmicks. Like, mm-hmm. I like to always do something different to make people like, oh, shit. Hey, maybe we should come back next time see what else happens. There you go. There and, you go. Um, yeah, so we got Mad Wrestling and we got Combat Cult. Yeah, I'm uh right now I'm working on a couple of shows. Um, Suerte, we're gonna be having an event here in Westaco the 14th. Um, really, yeah, it's down the road, bro. Oh, yeah, down, down, the road. down the road, uh, we're still working out the, the details on that, but we'll be there the 14th. Um, working on some stuff with the city of Westaco. Awesome, hopefully, that all pans out. And um, just recently, I got into contact with Good Axe Time. Okay. Uh, yeah. We're working on something there. Good Axe Time. I don't know if you guys have been there. Uh, oh, I just went there today. Super nice. I, I, I think he was yeah. there. That's why he lost the leg. I mean, oh, he yeah. lost. <laughs> lost Damn it. They found it again. <laughs> <laughs> lost it. Oh, shit. They got, lost they got a good, uh, good, good environment, uh, great people over there that I, that I spoke with. And uh, looking forward to, to a partnership there with them. Um, See, see that that's awesome, man. That's good to know. Man. I'm glad. I'm glad that you finally threw it all on the table. You finally got not all of it out of your system because I know you still have one locked in the chamber. No, so let's like, just leave it there. Let's <laughs> not, not unload oh, yeah, here, buddy. Sorry, sorry forgot about this company. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Hey, go ahead. Say, oh God. <laughs> anyway, so there's a new company called Value Resting Alliance, and they made me their heavyweight champion. Oh. Shit! Next, the yeah. champ is here. Basically, yeah, I'm the carp between Melo and at this point. <laughs> but uh, I expect to defend this belt with some of the best from the valley. Not even go. from the valley, from all over Texas, South That's Texas. Awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna handpick my opponents. So I'm gonna make this belt mean something. There you go. Because uh, I've been like two times South Texas champion uh, from two different companies. So Mooncat don't got nothing on me. Mm. <laughs> I hear a challenge. Humble flex. Humble flex. <laughs> <laughs> Two companies. Oh, oh my god! Even though he likes to wear the belt everywhere he goes. Oh my god! Here we go. <laughs> the tension builds again. Let it so, no, I'm glad you guys came out to the podcast, man. Got to do so. Pete, Nightmare, and Eddie, thank you for showing up. And last but not least, Chew, we're finally gonna get the exclusive. On why you've been out for the last couple of months, I know we were we were debating on when to release that uh, in particular yes. episode. But I mean, what best to do it now since everything's everybody's re- unloading here right. on the table. So uh, I mean, tell us what what's going on, buddy. Talk to us. the The mic is yours. Well, uh, as uh, as anyone who's watched the show knows, I have particular health issues, and uh, in a bid to be you know, extra awesome. I've decided that, uh, you know, I'm going to stop using my kidneys and start using uh, mechanical kidneys. <laughs> Man, Just come on, dude. To Android? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Machine man over here. Uh, that uh, uh, my health has taken another sidestep and, uh, you know, I, I've needed to start uh, doing, going to dialysis treatments. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, something I was with uh, 
talking to my doctor with for a very long time. And, you know, there were time just arrived that I needed to go ahead and uh, begin doing that. Right. You know, it, it was a, it was a tough adjustment period because, you know, the, you know it's a, it's a difficult it physical a process. It takes a lot of it. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, but luckily uh, the process has been fairly smooth. Good. And, Good. It, you know, my health has improved and hopefully, you know, from this point forward, you know, it will continue to improve. But uh, if you do see that I am not here for a show, it's it's probably something related to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, man. Not, and having you in the show, it's it's uh, it's a piece of the show that's missing, dude. Because I mean, having you in the show for the last three seasons, and then for the last couple of ones, it was kind of hard not having you here. Lucky for me, uh, Quez came in as a Quez a, stepped a, up, man. stepped up, Quez and stepped helped up. me out. So I like that. It was a stupid idea to have a tortilla challenge. You know, just that was the best episode that ever. Though. Was, that was a tragedy. Uh, uh, I, I saw the aftermath. It I was still, not still taste frijoles in my face. Yeah, bro. no kidding. <laughs> you still, it's still it's in your blood. <laughs> you need blood. dialysis. No man. shit. I think I'm gonna have to take you some. You need dialysis. Do we got no, room dude. over there, man? Sure. No, fuck no. <laughs> Two for one special or something like that. Uh, no, man. The, yeah, we'll get a group on. That. Why not? <laughs> but on that, what? Uh, Personally, for me and, and everybody from the Roundtable Studios, say thanks for coming back, man. Just stay in it's, good health. It's great to be back. Yeah, man. It is great to be back. Yeah, Absolutely. so we just, uh, all we do is go from here, just go up, buddy. Uh, exactly. And just look forward and keep keep marching, man, till we, exactly. till we get somewhere. <laughs> oh, is that a walking joke? Yes, it is. All right, then fine. <laughs> I'm taking off my leg. Hold on. Fuck you. Yeah, well, where's my drum? There okay. it is. Thank you. No, don't you burn that take off. Take your it off my leg. Oh shit! Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching the podcast. Coming out. No, my god, you guys don't want to see this. Trust me. Rolling out my leg. Oh my god. Uh, besides that, Thank- uh, thanks, go ahead. Thanks everybody for you know, social listening to my part. But yeah, social media wise, uh, pues you can find me under P Pain the page or Instagram. That's gonna be P Pain with an E. R I V E, Riv. There you go. Um, at this point, like we're with, I set up Eddie's ring, and we're gonna start training again for the guys that want to try it out. You guys are more than welcome. I'm not gonna charge you an arm and a leg <laughs> like some other companies. Oh, is that another? Oh, oh, right. <laughs> That's a leg joke. Damn it! You forgot the eye. Right? <laughs> Where's the swipe? But if anybody's interested, we'll try it out. Uh, and yeah, uh, hey, man, we, hey, what's that's right. Maybe you never know. Maybe you'll be, be, be one of these guys and actually you become your own hero. One of the guys that you see. Uh, okay. That should be the tagline, man. Got, be your got, own hero. We got yeah. Raquel. We got Raquel from Harlingen, actually. Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel, mm-hmm. what's her last name now? She has a different last name. But Raquel Gonzalez, uh, the big girl. She's yeah. like, I saw her. She's like six six one. I was like, Jeez. holy <laughs> shit. Oh, there he is now. When can we get her on the podcast? That was <laughs> We got Roxy. Roxy, she became a big Roxanne Pettis. She became something big. She mm-hmm. went to Booker T school and they she had served her very well. So yeah, we got at least some South Texas talent and the WWE. You never know. That's awesome. It might be you. If you put the hard work into it. There you go. That sounds better. Social media is nightmare so they can follow you. at this moment it's inactive. It'll be back soon enough. Okay. Any updates on my whereabouts? Check on Pete Payne. There you nice. go. <laughs> Eddie. Uh, you can find me uh, at Facebook and Instagram, uh, Combat Cult Fight. 
Combat Cold Fight. And like always, you can find Chew on OnlyFans. So, guys. Thank <laughs> you. Take my leg off. No, thank don't you. Do appreciate everything <laughs> thank you guys you, do. No, thank yeah, you, man. No, thank you for Thanks coming, for guys. the opportunity. Thanks Abs- for the opportunity. Absolutely. Whenever you want to come back, man. Honestly, oh, whenever you want. I'll do that. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll be here every day. <laughs> Hey, don't threaten us with a good time. If you want to show up, man, it'd be, it'd be badass. I got a lot of bring, friends. I got a lot of more friends. There you bring go. them all, man. Bring them all. And I, one more comment for the night. I got Armando Reyes saying, if you ever need me, brother, just tell Pete. Pete knows me. I'm willing to riff any events you have to give him a call. That's what he's saying. No, man. But guys, like I said, once again, thank you for coming out. I appreciate you guys coming out. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the podcast. An hour and 12 minutes. I'm sleepy. That's a new one for us today. I'm sleepy. Oh, my God. You need your insulin. That's what you fucking need. Probably. Take me home, man. Take me home. Take me home. Take me home. Don't don't, don't worry, man. Tell me I almost died. (laughs) (laughs) You fell asleep in the wind and slap you. Oh, Oh, my God. You know that story? You know you know the shit. You were there. Nah. I got three. I got three word for you. DNR. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, guys, I'm never gonna finish this podcast. It's just too much fun with these guys. We will see you next week, same time, same live uh, Facebook Live, seven o'clock every Wednesday, every day on a. Yes, hump day. Yes, yeah, baby. So we will see you next week. Chew, sign us out. I've been Chew. And this is you. And like always, ladies and gentlemen, ladies, gators. Good night, everybody.